0: Welcome to the Filipino American Women Project, a podcast show that shares stories and life lessons told by individuals living or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a fellow Filipino American woman, and I'm excited for you to join us. Let's get started. Jen Amos here with the Filipino American Woman Project, and I am here with my co-host Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Hello, everyone. Again.
0: Yes. Again and again, hopefully, hopefully every episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um so we had decided that we're going to do a casual episode together since this show has started which was about a month ago already which I I cannot even believe it's been a month. It's. I feel like I've connected with so many people already. Our, our uh, podcast show has uh, grown in numbers. And we have recently reached over 400 plays since we began. We have uh, eight episodes right now. This will be the ninth one. And it just seems like those numbers just keep going up. And so I thought that we could humanize those numbers not just look at them as numbers, and see, you know, really dive into the stats behind these numbers, and and see who's been uh, listening, and share our thoughts about it, and what it has meant to us so far. So I know for myself, when I listen to a podcast, there there's some podcasts I listen to, where I I, I am such a huge fan. Um, And I hear people calling in all the time, leaving messages and feedback or whatever. And there was one time where I actually left a voice message for that show. And I was so like, first of all, I, I was like in shock. I was like, oh my gosh, they're playing it. Oh, my voice sounds like that. Oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) But, (laughs) but the point is that I, I loved how. They humanized their their listeners, and it, to them it wasn't just it wasn't just a show where they were talking. They they brought their listeners on with them, and so this is our way of doing that. And I do want to say that hadn't this podcast started, I wouldn't have met Nani, uh, because she had found found me on social on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe it was like the first episode, Nani, you can, you can tell me, but you, you already wanted to reach out and, and get involved. So I'm curious, before we really dive into uh, humanizing these numbers that we have here, I'd love to get your take on what this project has meant for you so far, uh, even maybe talking about when you first noticed it and had decided to reach out.
1: Yeah, I think that I mentioned before that I had found you on Instagram. And of course, from there, I checked out the podcast because I am always on the search for new podcasters in the Philippine Next community. Mm -hmm. And when I found, I mean, most of the podcasts that are out there aren't specifically focused towards Filipina women. Or they're not focused on conversations around identity formation and self-discovery and exploring things like that. They're just sometimes featured as topics on their shows. So when I found this, I was kind of like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) I don't even know who this is or what the mission of this project is. But I want to be involved because, you know, what little I do know, just based off of Instagram and the like four or five uh, episodes that you had posted on the podcast, I was like, (laughs) <laughs> this is speaking to me, you know, and so I had DM'd you and now that I'm working with you and also reaching out to more people to actually come on the show and do interviews with us, I'm finding it really kind of surprising how easy it is to reach out to people and how people are so receptive to collaborating and that's not something that I expected when I reached out to you or, or when I first started reaching out to people in general yeah, it's been a really nice surprise. And again, I don't know, you know, what's in store for us, this project in the future, or what direction it will take. But I'm just enjoying interviewing people here and learning about their stories and the lessons that they want to share with us. And for me, it's just been a way for me to validate my experience as a Filipino American woman. Because without that connection, it's, it's hard to get that validation. If you're not super confident in yourself.
0: Yeah, I I love that. The big theme that I got from just hearing you talk is self-discovery. And this is why I decided to call this the Filipino American Woman Project because I think we're a project. I, I do think that we uh, that's part of our experience as Filipino American women specifically uh, is self discovery um, because historically, oh, okay. as we had learned in the last episode, episode seven about the Maria oh so, sorry episode eight the Maria Clara archetype, we had learned that Filipinas were modeled after this woman who essentially is submissive and obedient and just, you know, kind of standing around looking pretty and Mm -hmm. being there for the family. And so when they break out of that or they start to look outside of that, yeah, it kind of seems like it's a it kind of seems like no one else is doing it. But when you do find people, you're like, oh, I'm not alone in this. And even even though we don't know where this is headed, that's the part I think that's what that is also part of our experience, like, you know, when you're doing self-discovery. Uh, there's not necessarily a, a destination. It's it's a journey. And so right. wherever, wherever this goes, because, hey, we're going to be Filipino for the rest of our lives, no matter what we do. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, wherever it goes, it doesn't matter because it's about what we're experiencing now and how we are feeling more connected with other people and more importantly ourselves and where we came from. And I right. think that's a, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's more than enough. And I want to just keep this conversation going because it, it helps me too. Like that's the, you know, I, I didn't create this podcast just for myself. Like I, right. it's for I all wanna- of us. Yeah, I wanted I wanted myself to heal and and hopefully other people heal but if if no one else heals but me that that's fine too like <laughs> And so it's just really awesome that, you know, you saw, you saw value in the show. And before you know it, we're on here uh, together and, and I have really appreciated for the little time we've been together so far, I've really appreciated you jumping on and trusting me and even helping out now in reaching out to other women who deserve to get their stories heard.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's my pleasure and I totally was not expecting that as a result, when I had reached out to you originally, so, but I'm really glad that you made the offer. And even though, you know, it might have seemed kind of intimidating at first, I'm really glad that I'm doing it. And just like you tell people, it, it also helps me. Again, it's that's the purpose. It's supposed to help all of us. So yeah, I think, again, my goal, like I've I've probably said before, is just to connect with people and give them that opportunity to share their story and speak to someone who might be silent but also struggling with this with the same things.
0: yes and to add upon what you were saying I the thing is I, I remember when I did start to try to learn more about my culture and stuff like that and I I had been through a lot of experiences where I was shamed for not knowing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I had, I had a situation uh, many times where people said oh, you don't speak to Gala, that's too bad, you know, or like, oh, you should know mm-hmm. this, or you should fight for our rights, you should be, you should understand the injustice that's happening to our community. Like there was right. all these, it's it, like, as soon as I was interested in it, I, I was somehow already in trouble that. Right, <laughs> that right. I, I <laughs> Suddenly you've um, evaded all these responsibilities that you had that you didn't know
1: you had. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was like, Okay, how how is this suddenly a thing for me? And and I had struggled with that for like most of my twenties when I, especially starting in college, when I started to, when I joined a Filipino organization and yeah, I started to learn more about a lot of the injustice and discrimination that we went through and the, uh, the justice for Filipino American veteran, uh, marches that they would do every year, uh, just all the, all these things in, in December, 2016, uh, part of why this project got started was because I wanted to believe that there were people in the same place that I was at. And I wanted to, first of all, celebrate where we were, like where, where you're at and and just kind of right. go from there. And so right. it's been an incredible experience so far, having met, you know, even prior to this podcast, when, I, when we used to do Facebook Live, to have run into very nurturing women who understood where I was coming from because they shared the similar experiences and we could just right. enjoy each other's space and share, exchange stories. And that somehow, you know, became this ripple effect for other women to share their stories. And, you know, now here we are on, on this uh, podcast show and women are reaching out to us. I mean, I mean now, now we're reaching out to people, obviously, but, you know, there's a combination of, of us reaching out and recommending other people speak as well as women being proactive and wanting to come forward and share their stories. So all, all beautiful. Right.
1: Yeah. And actually, I meant to ask you, I don't know if I've asked you this before, but have you heard of the book Pinay Power?
0: I have not. That sounds amazing.
1: So I know that you told me before you don't like to read books a lot. And I'm totally the same way. I'm the slowest reader. I feel like I'm (laughs) dyslexic sometimes. I just, it's, I've been reading this book now for probably five months and I'm only on page 227. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know I'm the slowest reader ever, but it's good. And I think that if you haven't read it, you should try. There are a lot of big words and I'm just saying that because, Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, they're, they're big words that I have to Google like every other sentence. Um, But anyway, I wanted to just read a little quote from a page in that book that I had posted on Instagram earlier. This chapter was basically just talking about how when you Google Filipina, and I think you've also mentioned this on Mm -hmm. previous podcasts as well, you know, what comes up is not you get some dirty things that come up. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, <laughs> her yep. whole chapter in this book was about how they started this website, com. however long ago this was, I don't even know, and kind of what their goals were with that website. And I thought that what she has here really uh, kind of speaks to also what we're doing. I'm looking it up so, right yeah, now. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll also, I'll send it to you, like the link on Amazon if you want. Yes. Um, but it says their goals are to broaden Filipinas' horizons and to help them discover and harness the power and strengths that they have within themselves, and to connect Filipinas to other Filipinas around the world, to ideas old and new, and to the means to take action for themselves and for others. The organization's goals are not only Filipina empowerment, but also upholding the identity of all Filipinos and ultimately Filipino community healing.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. So I just it. thought
1: that was like a really good phrase that we could throw in there. And uh, this website, I tried to look at it as well. It looks like it's pretty, it hasn't been updated in a long time, but it's there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I mean, so I want to <laughs> at least, I want to at least like reach out. Yeah. yeah. I, I. She would. Oh, th- and that's another thing. Listeners, if you're hearing this and you know of any Filipina authors, we would love to have them on the show. Uh, I know that there's, um, Oh gosh, I can't think of her name right now, but she has. Oh, here I I will look her up on Instagram since I'm on the computer anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. (laughs) Yeah, so I think I think it's a Kamusta baby, and this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure the name the name of it is Kamusta baby. Give me one second. Is it uh, Kamusta with a K U? Is it? Oh, is it? Oh God.
1: I think oh Kamusta God. is K-U. I always make that mistake too. I'm not sure what the correct spelling is.
0: Yeah, I think you are totally right. Okay, so I believe it's probably, so this is the hashtags. So let's see. Her, okay. <laughs> let's, let's see what her oh, name is. Oh, she looks familiar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Melissa. It's Melissa calling you out. Okay, Melissa Leslie Q. <laughs> okay, so I had recently noticed her. So she's a young mom and she is creating books like children's books that talk oh about oh my gosh that's so funny my uh
1: my best friend just became a mom her baby's nine months and she's decided that she wants to write children's books too that's actually yes. uh why we started going to filipino story time with clarice well we only have gone once but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we plan to continue to go but that's exactly why
0: yeah so anyway um if anyone that's listening to this knows melissa leslie q uh, actually, she she's been following our stories, so I imagine she's listening to the podcast. So if you hear this, <laughs> we hey, love that. <laughs> hi. First of all, we're totally Instagram stalking you right now, and we <laughs> would we would live. love to, yeah, live. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool how there's so many Filipino authors now. And uh, if you know anyone, like I said, we'd love to we'd love to reach out and have you on the show because. That's just a powerful thing. I think there's that saying, you know, to be the change that you want to see. And I love how so many... Uh, Filipino women are doing that like they they found this void and they want to fill it and a lot of times it's uh you know like in this case getting a children's book done specifically for Filipino children and I I just absolutely love it and I want to continue uh celebrating that so yeah so we're definitely going to reach out I'm like saying this like out loud as we do this recording we're going to reach out to this lady <laughs> with new Filipina and we're going to reach out to Melissa so if you're listening to this just know that you're probably gonna get a dm from us soon <laughs> we're coming for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so anyway anything else you wanted to share about the new filipina i know i kind of went into a tangent there no no it's okay the
1: book is pinai power in the book she was talking about this website um mm-hmm. but the whole book focuses on more well it's 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 mainly about feminism <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's really good, and especially the first part of it, at least what I've read so far, was really speaking to me. And especially it speaks a lot about mestizas and the identity struggles that, that we deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really refreshing for me to read because not a lot of Filipinas obviously put out content on that. I feel like it's kind of the unpopular perspective. But yeah, it's, it's a really well-rounded book.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I will. Um, I know uh, Anna Marie Cruz with Entrepreneurship. They have a book club. And uh, they Ooh. they read books. Yeah, they read. I, I need to share that with you. I thought I, yeah, I haven't shared her with you yet. I'm going to share. I'm going to share. I'm going to connect you to the community. But okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a, a book club and they usually read books written by, um, you know, Filipina writers. So I think. I think this is a book that we could totally recommend. And I, I let, you know, I haven't jumped on, I haven't jumped into the book club yet, but this would, you know, this would give me a reason to be held accountable. And,
1: yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, you know, know you
0: yeah, exactly. I just, you know, cause I, that's the thing too, is I feel like I would be able to process this better. And actually commit to it if I was doing it in community with other like-minded or right. other women that are in similar uh, situation. Right. Because cause otherwise, it's like, I don't necessarily need it in my day-to-day life, but I right. also know that I'm robbing myself of the opportunity to be more of myself if I, right. you know, and if learn I about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes, like, it's interesting, because I, as I, you know, I'm in a interracial marriage, my husband is, you know, completely white, he's as white as they come. And (laughs) and, uh, a lot of times I have to, like, as I learn more about my culture and stuff, I, I, I educate him, I say, Hey, this is why sometimes it's not easy for me to explain myself, or, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it, the, this is why sometimes I am so quick to follow you or do what you want to do because blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it's, uh, it's really cool to have some historical context when I'm trying to explain it to him other, other than me getting upset and saying like, other you than the, this is how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is how I feel like you made me, you <laughs> did this to me, like rather than just right. you know, project my frustrations on him, I can articulate <laughs> like whatever. Right. And understand why right yeah yeah exactly so very very cool we have mentioned a ton of references so far in this episode and if you have uh, any other recommendations for us that we could look into or people to invite to the show please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram or uh, check out the show notes of this episode of other ways to get a hold of us and we would love to you know feature more Filipina authors um, and just other people you may recommend to be on the show. Anyway, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and humanize these these numbers, these 400 total plays that have been have been growing uh day by day. And, you know, I could have easily had waited for, like, let's say our first thousand plays. But I don't want to take these plays for granted. Like I, uh, you know, having someone such as you jump on with me, and then even having people direct messaging me on Instagram, I didn't want to wait, you know, to acknowledge like who's been listening to us. So so I'm really excited to actually go through these stats with you, Nani. I was planning on going on it, going through it by myself. But I figured this is this will be a very enlightening experience for both of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's my first time kind of looking at all of this, so it's all new to me. <laughs>
0: yes, cool. Yeah. Okay, right. So let's go to uh, the first thing here. So as I mentioned, we had uh, we have over 400 plays so far and counting. And I want to uh, just do a quick breakdown of the episodes the top episodes that have been listened to the most um so you can see here nani i'm showing the stats so let's see when it says top episodes the most played episodes in your selected time range okay so did you know that the number one uh, top episode so far is actually with ria Predigan for her episode this is episode number six what's the skin that i'm in what do you think of that nani isn't that crazy it has the highest views out of all the episodes so far well, of course, I think it's great. That was my first episode. were <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, because, because you were on it.
1: <laughs> because I was on it, of course. No, I'm just kidding. Rhea did really good. And I think that a lot of the other people or Filipino women that I see on Instagram are, you know, also moms. And I think that that interview just really spoke to a lot of people. Between the motherhood aspect, between the uh, interracial family and interfaith, multicultural motherhood, and how that's helped her form her own identity through wanting to provide that context for her kids. I think that a lot of people can relate to that, whether you have kids or not. So yeah, I can I can definitely see how that was a popular one.
0: Yeah, and I think she I think her situation really shows us visually uh, how difficult it is to juggle multiple cultures and and faiths you know because even someone such as myself like when you look at me you're like oh she's filipino it's like well you have to understand like i'm of filipino descent but i grew Mm -hmm. up as an american i grew up i actually grew up as um i was born as a military child so there's a whole culture around that and i was born Mm -hmm. in japan so you know i had to deal with yeah, I had to deal with three different cultures. You know, being Filipino, being a being an American, being born in Japan.
1: <laughs> and, yeah,
0: and so very often uh, when I would explain to people when they say, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm like, "Japan." I don't know. And, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like I, it's a good question actually, and and yeah. so I have to kind of explain this whole thing and and you know i don't i don't fit whatever box they're trying to you know put me in uh, or 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 really like really just try to make sense of who i am so that they can understand how to talk to me because I, I understand that you know being being in an interracial marriage i was just talking to my mother-in-law about this a couple of days ago you know it in her perspective she it's not like she was trying to be judgmental when she would ask questions about my heritage and stuff she was really just mm-hmm. curious because she was uh you know she's retired now but prior to prior to that, she was a kindergarten teacher and she loves learning. She loves reading. She she's currently doing mm-hmm. a lot of traveling in her retired life. And she just has this curious mind. So when she is asking mm-hmm. about me, it's not like, what are you? It's more like, so what are you? You know, it's, it's a different, right. um, a different tone. And so so what I like about Ria's episode is it really just highlights like how Whether you are an interracial marriage, interfaith, or multicultural, what have you, like, we all, all of us collectively have a combination of cultures uh, within us. I know, I know you also, Nani, having, being Mestiza, half Russian and half uh, Filipina, um, and, and everything, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot, (laughs) you're a lot of things, and you're American, so.
1: right. Right. And I actually just had on my way home from work today in the Uber, like we were talking about in Rhea's episode, I always get the question, uh, what are you? Mm -hmm. And I think we asked her that and how she felt about having to answer that question. And she said something about always being seen as this perpetual foreigner, no matter where she goes. Mm -hmm. And for me, so when people ask me, what are you? And I tell them probably like 99% of the time, it's the response is, Oh, wow, that's so exotic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so for me, like, I do take offense to that. But I can also tell just like you were explaining with your mother in law, when like what they mean, you know what I mean? So if it's a guy asking, and he's clearly interested in me, then I know when he says, Oh, wow, how exotic that he's not realizing that that's probably not the right word to use. Mm-hmm. But he's also not trying to be offensive by saying that versus, you know, someone who doesn't understand the culture or has never met a Filipino person, God forbid, or whatever the case may be, or is judging, you know, mm-hmm. just to be outright and is judging and just doesn't know what else to say without offending you. And they think that by using that word, you'll take it as a compliment. But I think I can always kind of tell
0: <laughs> yeah. where
1: where it comes from, you know
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, it, you know, I, I think the best way I can, explain this is uh, what is it Aziz Ansari just you know released his uh, newest stand-up on Netflix and he's you know he's Indian he was raised Indian American but obviously all his life he was he experienced a lot of racism and discrimination because mm-hmm. he I think he lived in um, he was raised in like North Carolina one one of the Carolinas and you know it's a very mm-hmm. uh, very white dominated community where he grew up and he was saying in his stand-up uh, early on that He said, you know, uh, I have to say, I really like this, this group of white people, this generation, because you all are actually trying to understand us now. Like you all are trying to use the right appropriate words to say to us without Mm -hmm. coming off racist. Like he said something like You're being considerate. (laughs) Yeah, you're actually being considerate. And I agree with that, you know, because I think like, yeah, like I, I can see at least from, you know, my relatives and stuff that they, yeah, I, I can just tell that they are mindful of, yeah. of not making me feel like the only dark skinned person in the room, you know, Right. and, and they really, you know, I have to say with my in-laws, they definitely make me feel at home, they make me feel like I'm just another person. And of course, every now and then, like the question of like, where you're from will come up. But for the most part, they make they treat me like a human being. And I really, really appreciate that. I was telling my mother in law, I said, the only time where I don't like uh, the only time where I feel like someone is, I feel like I'm being stereotyped is when I do tell them who I am and, or wh- where I come from. And then when they say, oh, Filipino, mabuhay. Or they say something yeah. like in, you know, they say something in Tagalog and then they say this yes. whole phrase and I'm just like, um, I, I, I don't, don't speak know. Tagalog. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't speak yeah. Tagalog. And then there's kind of like this awkward silence, you know, and, right. and... then that makes you feel insecure, right? Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. That actually also
1: just happened in the Uber ride too. That's how this conversation started. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It was like, oh, um, he asked me what I am. I told him and he said something to me in Russian and I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) And he was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, no, I identify more with my Filipina side. And he was like, oh, well, then how do you say it in Tagalog? And I was like, I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know that either. <laughs> I was like, I only know how to cuss you out in Tagalog. <laughs> That's all my grandparents taught me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's, um it's odd, you know, because I, I think, I think when, um, mo- I, I can only imagine how other Uh, Asian, you know, ethnicities and other cultures deal with it. And I feel like they, a lot of other cultures or minorities can deal with it with more grace because a lot of them were um, encouraged to know where they came from. Uh, and, right. you know, like I know with uh, Japanese people and um, like Chinese, they go to like Saturday school. Someone totally correct me if I'm wrong. But from what I recall, Japanese people have Saturday school and they they maintain their heritage and their language. And so, you know, if someone says, where are you from? They say Japan. And then they say something in Japanese, they'll respond in Japanese and it's completely fine. You know, I mean, of course, there's right. I'm sure there's still that sense of like racism or discrimination. like, oh, like, I don't like to have to, you know, play the show of yes, I'm from a other country but right. you know it's like when they ask us it's like I don't know how to speak that it's just um, that we don't have anything we
1: don't have any kind of context to explain ourselves to other people so if you're not a part of the culture I feel like or you didn't grow up in a Filipino home it's not really easy to explain to someone like that dynamic and mm-hmm. you know just like the unspoken rules of our culture it's, it's not something that you can
0: Teach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so Ria, shout out to you. Uh, I know she had mentioned to me that a lot of her coworkers also listen to her episodes. So, thank you for. Oh,
1: good. Thank you, coworkers. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, thank you, coworkers, and thank you, Ria, for sharing this with your community over there in Chicago. All right, Jen Amos here, jumping into the middle of our show as I always do, to remind you why this show is possible. So, you know, at the end of every episode, I tend to say, if you didn't catch our guest contact info, don't worry, we'll have those in the show notes. Check them out. I work so hard on them. You're welcome. Well, it's been brought to my attention that our show notes are not as easy to find as I thought, which is why starting summer 2020, the Filipino American Woman Project is proud to be partnering with Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. Captivate is created for independent podcasters, designed from day one to help you to focus on audience growth and the expansion of your audio influence. One way that Captivate makes our lives easier as independent podcasters is by taking the guesswork out of making a website for your show. That's right, a website for your show. So listeners, starting summer 2020, finding our show notes will be so much easier. All thanks to Captivate. You're welcome, as always. If you're about to start podcasting or are getting burnt out from all the extra work of producing one, like building a website, consider a seven-day free trial, that's right, free, with Captivate by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's the Philam, short for Filipino American Woman.com. Or, you know, check out our show notes in the meantime, which is in the details section of each episode. Once again, you can visit thefillownwoman.com or visit the details section of this episode. So the second one was actually with a good friend of mine, Giselle Deo-Diaz. She was a communications major in San Diego State, and she's going to be pursuing her uh, PhD soon. I think she's starting this fall. Is it PhD? I think it might be master's. She's going to have to, yeah, master's. It's going to be master's. <laughs> and um, I, she's she's planning on um, Uh, doing masters to uh, get more involved in higher education because she feels like there's not enough representation, like Asian representation in higher education. So um, shout out to her. And then my episode, actually, this episode, this episode three, I did this on a whim because I at the time I was trying not to overthink doing the show. I was like, I just need to do it. Like I, I'm not gonna like try to get all my ducks in, in a perfect row. Even when I did this episode, I had to I think I had to record it at different times. So if you if you did care to listen very closely, you can hear the sound was different, like in the first half versus the second half. Um I feel like but, nobody
1: but you would notice that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, and that and that's the point. And and that that's kind of like the point I wanna address is that for, for anyone that is listening to the show and really wants to uh, speak on it and may be embarrassed to hear their voice, the only people who are really going to care is is yourself. And, and, and that's what I've come to notice is that so far, no one, I haven't gotten any feedback yet that my voice sounds awful or that I've stuttered too much <laughs> or anything. It's more, I get more people responding about, oh my gosh, that that episode really resonated with me. That was really powerful. Right. Thank you for doing this. And, and that's why, I kind of just, um, it may not look like it to all of you, but I actually do the show very haphazardly, because no one really notices, you know, at the end of the day, if there's a saying that there's a saying that goes, you can say the right thing to the wrong person, and they won't get it. But you can say the wrong thing to the right person, and they still will get it. And that's the that's the people I'm trying to speak to are those who are not so judgmental or particular about how this is presented but they're they're more so listening to the message Right, that they're we're focused trying- on the content. Yeah, yeah. So I I said a lot. Uh, I wanted to kind of get your perspective Nani if you had a chance to listen to those episodes and if you had any any uh, thoughts about them.
1: Yeah, um I definitely did before I came on and I agree with that message and I think that also Inspires me to to reach out and make connections and do things like this because you know the first time I was definitely nervous and worried about what I was going to sound like and all that and you know asking people like do I sound okay and everyone's <laughs> like yes you sound like you you're fine <laughs> you know but you're right you're the only one that is overthinking that so the only way to really get out of that is to just do
0: it and yeah. see what happens exactly and also also just understanding that i think for me like i remember when i started uh, public speaking in my early 20s i you know, obviously I think the number one thing that people are afraid of in public speaking is just what people would think of them. But I I looked, I learned to look beyond that and realize like, you know, this isn't this is not about me. This is about whatever message is gonna come out of my mouth. And it's more important that I put that out there rather than what I think about myself. And and so right. that's why I just I love doing this podcast unapologetically. I mean, yeah, I cut out the ums and the ahs and the pauses, but for the most part, I, you know, I'm I'm not like trying to reduce certain segments or anything because right you know what if there was a segment that I that I was embarrassed about that I cut out that could have benefited someone someone um, else right yeah you just never know so I uh, I'm glad and I'm, I'm glad to have your take on that so uh, so shout out to those episodes if you haven't listened to those yet I, I was gonna I was gonna say like the first episode had the second highest but that's kind of obvious because it's the, you know, it's the <laughs> first, the first episode. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I didn't I didn't count that but yeah if if, uh, if you're listening to this this episode and you are interested in listening to the top episodes so far I highly recommend that you look into episode six episode two and episode three. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, go to the geographic locations of people that are listening in. And uh, I think it's kind of interesting. Cool. We have, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so <laughs> um, so for the listeners, I'm doing a screen share with Nani. And so she's, she's seeing these stats for the first time. So I, I'm actually kind of like curious to see like your reaction <laughs> when you see them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what I expected. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. Germany, Canada. (laughs) Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just so you all know, uh, just to kind of break down the stats of our listeners, we have, I'll start with the smallest to the highest. We have less than 1% in the Philippines, which which kind of makes sense because this is a, an American-based podcast. We have 1% in the United Kingdom. So whoever that is, thank you. We have uh, 2% in Canada. And I actually want to get a closer look at this because um, uh, for people that are oh, wow. listening, yeah, That's for people... Really look- it is right it's yeah that's why i wanted to go through this because it's like oh who's listening and where so in canada shout out to ontario and quebec so that's where we have our listeners in canada so shout out to you and thank you for listening to this american-based podcast about filipino american women and we have three percent in germany which i have no idea who that is but whoever that is in north rhine westphalia thank you for listening to our show um yeah if, if you're listening to this and you don't hear your location, feel free to message us and say, hey, I, I'm listening <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, we'll give you a shout out at the next time we do these stats and your stat doesn't appear. And of course, 91%, we have the United States, which makes a ton of sense because that's our target audience for this podcast. Okay, Nani, I want you to oh, wow. tell me what you think about this. Yeah, the breakdown of states.
1: Interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know where I expected them to come from, but yeah. I know that you're in Virginia Beach, I'm in California. We've interviewed someone in New York, we've interviewed someone in Chicago just since I've been on. Yeah. So interesting.
0: Yeah, it is, isn't it? So in case you yeah. uh in case you all are curious, I believe we have it looks like it's about if I add this up, let's see, five, ten, fifteen, about Thirty. We have about like thirty percent of our listeners in the East Coast. About ten percent in the Midwest. If that's what is if that's what you call like Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Someone. Someone. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. And then the majority is actually in California. 51% Uh, 51% in California, which actually is not surprising because I know that California is dense with uh, Filipino communities in so many different states or so many different cities, mm-hmm. such as uh, the Bay Area and LA and Vallejo, mm-hmm. San Diego, Oakland, Hemet. I've never been to Hemet, so shout out to the Hemet listeners and San San Pablo, about 4% over there. But we actually, I'm actually really surprised. I've never been to San Francisco, and 25% of our listeners in California are from San Francisco. So what do you know?
1: You've never been to San Francisco. You have to come to
0: San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. got to change that. (laughs) Yeah, I I do have a friend there that I've been meaning to visit for some time now. So I think, hey, you know, if you're in San Francisco and you're listening to the show and you want me to visit, keep listening to the show and raise your stats because I will highly, highly consider it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, this, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I'm only knowledgeable about California. So I wouldn't know what to expect in any of the other cities. But yeah, obviously, San Francisco is the biggest LA is there. I'm surprised that Vallejo is is third. That's cool. I'm surprised that Vallejo is above Oakland. But that's Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) Well, I'm not there's a lot of Filipinos in Vallejo. Yes. Uh my family, my dad's family uh was from Vallejo or grew up in Vallejo and then my mom's was in Oakland. So those are my two homes. <laughs> very awesome. I don't even know where Hemet is, but San Pablo is in between here and Vallejo. So
0: very cool. So it, it seems to me from what you're you're saying is that most of our listeners are in Norcal. Yeah. And which is kind of uh disappointing because I'm from SoCal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've got to get your your San Diego friends to listen more. <laughs> I do. I have to tell them. I I totally have to like let remind them that I'm doing this show. I think since I moved, I've been you know I've been doing a lot of things. But one of the things I've done an awful job of is like you know staying in touch with my friends in San Diego and letting letting them know the projects that I'm working on. So yeah. sorry, San Diego. For You're listening to this. I'm sorry. I'll come. But then again, I have visited San Diego three times in the last 12 months. I've I've moved, so you know, I feel like (laughs) either or, right? (laughs) You either (laughs) or (laughs) you've been. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I, my friends are always like, "Hey, when are you gonna come back to California?" And I'm like, "When are you gonna come to Virginia?" (laughs) Right. (laughs) Probably the same answer. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I, I I think it's it's awesome to see a breakdown of of the locations of our listeners, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, seeing how these stats grow. And if you're listening and we didn't mention your location, like I said, feel free to reach out to us and give a shout out to your location. And we'll be sure to bring that up in the next uh, next time we do something like this. Uh, the last thing that is not necessarily that important are the platforms that you all are listening from. Here we have that basically half of our listeners listen from Spotify and the other half listen to Apple Podcasts. So I I understand Spotify because with Anchor, which is the platform we use to create this podcast show, once a, a show is published, the first place it usually gets published on is Spotify. And then Apple Podcasts, in case anyone is ever curious about uh, podcasting, uh, usually uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes it, uh, takes the longest to get your episodes uploaded on or even get your show on. Good so enough. I'm sort of... Yeah, yeah. So I'm sort of not surprised that the percentage is a little bit smaller. Um, And so so anyway, that's, that's cool to know. (laughs) Well, that I mean, that pretty much wraps up our stats review. Um, Nani, do you have any overall concluding thoughts about what we went over today? Well, I think this is a lot more detailed
1: than I would have expected to see and really cool to uh, information to have. And yeah, I just want to thank you guys all from all these cities that you're listening from for, for joining us here.
0: Yes, I absolutely agree with you, Nani. And I'm going to say that pretty much concludes our episode. Like I said, if you uh, did not hear your location, feel free to give a shout out. And if any part of this episode resonated with you, feel free to leave us a message. You could just check us out in the show notes to learn how to do that. You can actually leave a message where we would play it on our show, or you can send us an email, or you can DM us. If there's any takeaway that that you can take from this show is to get involved and know that we are paying attention to the numbers. We are paying attention to you and the show is dedicated to you and it's dedicated to us. And we are excited to see where this journey continues to go. So uh, thank you so much, Nani, for uh, your time as always. And I look forward to speaking with you all in the next episode. Yes. We'll see you guys soon. And there you have it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you'd like to hear more stories and life lessons told by the Filipino American woman. If you're interested in sharing your story, please contact us at the Filipino American woman at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at the Filipino American woman until next time. Played episode is actually with Rhea Predican, uh and her episode was What's Dad? the Skin? Oh, sorry, my mother in law. Yes, <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm to bed. Okay, have a well, that's early. Okay, have a good night. Thanks. I oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> she like does that all the time like she'll just like open the door and then start just talking. burst in yeah <laughs> she's like and like I, I I give her my schedule you know I'm like I'm like okay here's my schedule I'm gonna be on call
1: I'm literally yeah. recording <laughs> yeah, like, okay
0: I, yeah <laughs> I love it it's okay. so funny we're all family <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay starting over all right